This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good morning. Live from the laundry room, and we almost weren't live from the laundry room, thanks to Ma Bell. Uh, but everything got fixed up, and I'm Paul Kenny. Some might, you might not believe this, but Bogart's still on assignment. And uh, this is a call-in show about your items, uh, what they're worth, your stories behind them, the if you want to sell them, uh, how to sell them. Uh, if you've got questions, I'm going to give you the phone number, and then I'll tell you what you're going to be calling about. Phone number, it's a call-in show. That means you got to call in. You don't... You personally don't have to call it, but someone should call in. 416-360-0740. Have a pen, have a piece of paper. Make sure they both work because there's going to be a lot of information in this show. Now, the out-of-town people who are just as important as the in-town people, 1-866-740-4740. Now, you don't have questions. It's got a great show today. We're going to talk about Christmas and Christmas ornaments. We're going to be talking about Hudson's Bay blankets. Finally, we're going to talk about um, that we moved. We got a new store. But if you've got questions about uh, coins, gold, silver, collectibles, sports—I'm reading this because I can't remember because I'm getting old. Sports memorabilia, programs, lithographs, autograph sweaters, game-used equipment. You might have. Uncle Albert used to maybe play for the NHL. You got a sweater downstairs. Don't cut it up. Bring it in. We worth twenty grand. Uh, military medals, uh, guns, knives, rolled dome figures. We sold a couple rolled dome figures. Even though we're not open yet, and we're going to be open at Five St. Regis Crescent North probably on Wednesday this week. I'm aiming for that. Military medals, uniforms, guns, knives, rolled dome figures, china. I'm reading. I've the same stuff twice. Clothes. Purses, dresses, furniture, sewing machines, cameras, music, that's and, and records, CDs, posters, equipment, stereo equipment you played it on. If someone wants a great deal on CDs, I got thousands and thousands. If someone wants to get into CD business, I can help them out. Old tools, new tools, uh, Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon this week was very, very hot. We have the new stuff in our store. You have that special grandkids you want to buy it for. Um, old toys, in case you want to recapture your childhood, vastly inflated prices, uh, like the metal, the plastic toys, even the old games, like, you know, uh, Bonanza. Remember how you, uh, you played the Bonanza game, or you played the Star Trek game, or you played, uh, Have Gun Will Travel game? Um, signs, pop, beer, old store, old store signs, store displays, and dishes and glass. We sold dishes this week. I'm starting to get better feeling about uh, before everyone was saying, no, no one buys China anymore or dishes. 
Yes, they do. You just have to price it right and display it right and clean it. We buy from Toronto, or they take consignments from Toronto, and we sell to the world. We do this because the world has more money, and we try and take advantage of this. And um, we're also looking for employees. Um, we're paying we're paying good wages, especially if you're smart. Well, we even hired the not-so-smart people, too. But we have it so that uh, we just say, if you're okay, if you're familiar with the computer, we can teach you. Um, and you can work from home. You can work from our store. Uh, you can work part-time. You can work full-time. You can work 10 hours a week. You can work 50 hours a week if you want to. You want to augment your income. We can help. We need people. And we're not, I'm not a bad boss, I don't think. Well, I mean, <laughs> don't quit on me lately. So that's a good sign. But today, we're going to be talking about real estate as usual. We'll be talking about cheese boutique. We'll be talking about things that, you know, like I say, you might have something around the room. You look and say, I wonder what that's worth, that picture. Or I wonder what, uh, if I can sell it. And that's the time of year when people need a little extra money because Christmas has been known to drain bank accounts. So sometimes if you need a little extra money, our consignment store at 5 St. Regis Crescent North, Unit 4, might be the solution to what you want. Now, on the other hand, you want to get that special gift. You want to get a gift for someone who has everything, or almost everything, but you're finding that thing they don't have at our store. The same way you might find it at Southwark Antique Mall. But our store, five, we just moved. We're, we've got down to the last 10%. We have paintings. We have rugs. We have those accent pieces. I've got silver plates, lots of silver plates, and we have dishes. And we just have that special accent piece. Or, like I say, if you want to go over to somebody's house and you want to bring them cookies, you don't have a glass plate to put it on, Crystal, we have those really cheap because we have a lot of them. When I go right now, and I go, if I'm going out visiting Crystal, and we bring over a plate of cookies because my wife likes to bake, we actually leave. We say, here, you can have the cookies. Those are really good. And you get to keep the plate, which is really good as well. So this is the type of thing. Like, like I said, our, we have a call-in show. You might have a Christmas story to share with us. This is a good. This is a feel-good show. I try and have it that way. Try and give, sometimes I'm giving you advice, and you might say, I'm just trying to make it easier for you. And I'm trying to give advice, and sometimes some advice is, not, is uh, more accepted than others. But the number here is 416-360-0740. The nice thing about doing this live from the laundry room, I don't have any privacy if my wife's here listening to every word I'm saying. So I'm Paul Kane from Storage Wars Canada, and the consignment is, um, and we also do the shows on Vision TV. And like I say, I'm here to help. When we do a house for you, which is a final when Rick calls in, we work for you. We There are other people come to your house and knock on your door, and they're trying to buy stuff. They're trying to buy something that's worth $1,000, and they're willing to give you $10 for it, sometimes 20 But the difference between what we do is the more money you make, the more money we make. I'm, 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 almost, I'm greedy, too, but not as greedy as these people come into your house and pick that one thing. There was a guy who well, used to be a door knocker. He used to go into a house. Even if he didn't want to sell it. If he wanted to buy it, he just put the money on the table and said, here, this one I'm paying for this, and he'd walk out with it. Okay? This is a true story. He got barred from going to the United States. He, was, he used to get great stuff, 
But he would just come in and say, this is what I'm paying for this, rather than giving you a second, a chance for a second opinion. And there are these door knockers that come around, and you have to be a little bit careful. Especially with gold and silver. Like I said, if they, like we were at a place here today, and the guy, if you don't have a scale, how do you go? This is what happens. I shouldn't say this. Yeah, I am going to say this. Guy went in, he said, he sold a bunch of gold. He kept this other gold. And uh, they offered him $600. It seemed like a lot for it. And I said, well, what would you tell him? I said, well, because that was like about $2,000 for the gold. And I said, how do you figure out what he paid you? He says, he was putting his hand and he guessed. He put his hand and he guessed. You know, you remember at the end of the show, you're going to have to listen because I'm going to give you the prices for gold per gram. Then you have to figure out what a gram is. And I tell you, you get one of those scales from Home Hardware or a local Canadian company, you buy one of those, and you should know what the gold is. Someone guessing at the, your gold is not guessing in your favor. They're guessing as cheap. They're going to figure, they're sizing you up. What will you take for this gold? Even if it's $2,000, what are you going to take? $600 for the gold is about the size of a quarter. Okay? Pure gold. It was pure. And even if it's down, if it's um, 18 carats or something, it's not much bigger than a quarter. This is why I tell you to weigh it. You're, what you're thinking about, you might have said, well, I remember I bought this for $200. Well, the $200 in 1950 is, is when gold was $35 an ounce, is different than when it's worth today when it's at $2,300 an ounce. This is why I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help you from getting... Um, deceived. And I'm trying to give you the easy ways. We can do it a little bit more sophisticated. And we are, in our store, we actually weigh it out and we tell you what the carrot Carrot is and everything like this. So people think that a ring, an old class ring, 10 carats, if it weighs 10 grams, it's going to be 200 and change. Or $300 actually. Okay? And people say, well, that was, that was a class ring and it uh, overweighs two, it weighs 20 grams, some are big and chunky, that's going to be $500. And people don't think, well, I got this, I only paid $20 for it. And it's a different price going on today. And this is where we're trying. I better get to Rick, because I know he's hanging on there patiently, but I'm going to give the phone numbers out again. I mean, I know it's Christmas. I know if you're like in my household, I have one of my grandkids' uh, birthdays coming up today. And uh, we're all dressing up. Uh, I think my wife has got to, she doesn't know when Halloween ends and Christmas starts because we're all getting dressed up for my grandson's birthday. I don't know what I'm going as. It's probably as, a, as an old miser. But um, the numbers here are 416-360-0740. And I want you to hang on. After Rick, I'm going to tell one of my great Christmas stories, I think. one 866 Rick, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Paul. How are things going? Uh, we almost weren't going today. Um, we were almost oh, no. going to do a rerun. Okay. And, um, or I would have had to go down to the studio and okay. everything happened. But you know something? They're wonderful guys down at uh, at Zoomer. You know, they're dedicated. Right. They work right. hard. And he said, yeah. Paul, Paul, I'm just going to keep on working on this. Yeah. And he got it solved about a half hour before the show. Right. And, um, you know, something you appreciate when people do their job right. Yes, for sure. And you for don't sure. appreciate it when Bell Canada has one job to do. They're yeah. in charge of telephone. 
that's maybe all they, they should do. not be allowed to, to have cable because yeah. they can barely handle telephones. Yeah. As I found out last week, when I or two weeks ago, when I was trying to get them to move my phone, it's been an ongoing battle. Definitely, you take your eye off the ball, yeah. and you end up doing a whole lot of things mediocre like. Yes. You know, like, yeah. who's it? I think it was Emily Post's. I'm in the cereal business. I don't know nothing about dog food. Right. In the cereal business, she made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. How is that supposed to? And this might, might be mis, misremembering this. But in the dog food business, she lost a lot of money. Right. So he says, I don't know dog food business. I know the cereal business. Bell yeah. Canada should stick to the telephone business. Because it doesn't should. seem to know anything else. Any of the other stuff, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be able to do very well. And that's in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing it from my your experience with Bell. Yeah. So, sorry about that's my rant for the day. I'll Not a problem. I think I, I think uh, it's important that you have at least one or two rants per show. Okay. Um, so what I wanted to start off with, Paul, were with some stats, the latest stats for real estate. Uh, this is year over year, November to November. So this November compared to last November. Um, so transactions are up. 3.3%. I'm going to get to why this is all important in a minute. Um, but here's the thing. Listings are down 13.2%. Now, that's huge year over year. What does that translate to, Paul? We have an increase of prices from last November to this November of 21.7%. Now, when you look at that number, it is a huge number, especially if your house was, say, worth a million dollars last year. Well, you could add another couple of hundred to it. Well, wait a minute, Rick, because... Rick, Rick, I got a question for you. Yeah. That's good if you're selling. Yeah. That's not so good if you're buying. Well, I guess you have to buy. But okay, go ahead. If you are buying, it's time you start getting on, on this because, you know what, it's not going to get any better for the person buying. However, however, what I do want to say is the importance of, if you're thinking of selling your home, if you've been contemplating lately, don't wait for spring. You've got to do it now because if the market changes, and it can, it can change on a dime. If yeah. even five more percent of the people start listing their homes, which is, you know, a lot of times people wait for spring, you know, I'm going to wait till spring, the spring market. No, that's, a, uh, that's not always the best move because right now we have a shortage, a huge shortage which yeah. translates to more money. The property becomes more value, what you have. It's the old supply and demand rule, Paul. It's the oldest business rule in the world. It dates back thousands of years. If you've got a lot of something, guess what? The price comes down. If you have very little of something, price goes up. It's simple mm. math. So we need to encourage people, you know, and if they're thinking, contemplating whatever it is they want uh, to, uh, to sell their home, they need to call us. And I'll tell you something else, Paul. A lot of people are hesitant because they're overwhelmed. They don't know where to lay their hands first because they haven't done this ever or they haven't done it in the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years. They lack the experience, the will, the strength, the energy, the knowledge. So this is where we come in, Paul. And this is where you go in there. And the first thing we do is I I assess the value of the house uh, based on recent comps. Uh, the other thing we do is we tell them what, what to do to get the house ready for sale. And that's where you come in. And usually, declutter, 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 the three rules of getting the most money in real estate. Okay, You go yeah. in and you'll either buy the product, move the product, consign the product. You'll do whatever it is these people want with that product. But we get that house sale ready. In fact, not only do you get the house decluttered, Paul, you'll send in a crew or you go in yourself 
and you get that house cleaned up, thick and stand, ready to go, including the yard. Now, uh, I want to tell everybody, you ain't seen nothing until you've seen Paul Kenny holding a feather duster. Now, oh, yeah, right. You, <laughs> you know, because you, you have a hands-on approach, you have a crew, but you're there overseeing it, making sure it gets done properly. Yeah. And then we get that house ready for sale. We sell it, and usually for more money than the one down the street got. And then you go back in and you get that house ready for the next, uh, for the new buyer, Paul, which means you'll move people around. They don't have to lift a finger. You take the stress out of it. I take the stress out of it. Uh, all people, the only thing, the only energy that's exerted here is picking up the phone and giving one of us a call, Paul. I encourage that they either call you, which uh, throughout the show, give out your personal number if you don't mind, uh, so that they can call you and you guys can reach me anytime. And I can come down, uh, evaluate their home, tell them what I think it's worth, tell them how much I think we can get for it after some helpful advice. Then what we do, Paul, is we do something other people just don't do, and that's we expose that property in more ways than what the average realtor can expose it in, which means more people have their eye on it, more people know the house is for sale. Uh, so that means we have more people bidding on it. And I'm telling you, the market is so tight right now. But you have we're buyers as well. And not that you want, you do not want exclusive listing because I think no. that I disagree with that entirely. But entirely. you have buyers, and if you have two or three people who want something, that's when you have an auction. That's when Basically. you have people in there who are bidding it up, and which yep. is what you want as a buy, as a seller. You want that. But mm-hmm. you're saying about decluttering. You know the thing about decluttering. A lot of people say the idea is to make the house look big. Yeah, And the idea is not, you don't do painting, you don't do any of that other stuff, you don't refinish anything, you don't put $200,000 into the kitchen because the air person might rip it out anyway. But the thing is, you just want to make it look big and let the person who's buying it, they have their own ideas of what they want to do. That's right. Their own paint colors, their own everything. And I'll tell you something else about that, Paul, is that right now, houses that need work are in high demand. People want uh, things they can renovate. People want fixer-uppers. People want things that need, uh, you know, some minor uh, repair. That's okay. It doesn't matter. It's in high demand, uh, you know, either to a first-time buyer or possibly a, an investor or an end user. Uh, and, you know, what's happening now, Paul, is that the market is so tight that people are moving outwards, driving up the prices in places like Alliston and Barrie and Innisfil and all these wonderful places um and these these places are becoming very popular because you know people are selling their their 1.5 million dollar homes and driving up north and buying something that's a a little more affordable and they're pocketing hundreds of thousands of dollars if not a million bucks in the bank so um we can help facilitate that as well paul you you will move them to where they need to go if they need to go to uh barry collingwood if they need to go to north bay you know uh (laughs) You hop in that truck, and you, and you, you make sure their stuff is delivered. So, Paul, um, it's a one-stop shop here. We, we take care of everything. Well, that's what this happened this week. Guy says, like, I have this and this, and he has a whole pile of furniture. And I said, well, why didn't you call me before you sold the house? Uh-huh. And he says, why didn't the other, the real estate agent, put a stuck a sign in the front, down, in the front lawn, uh-huh. and uh, next thing I knew, the place was sold. I said, that's good. But yeah. now I got all this stuff I got to get rid of. And I said, that's bad. <laughs> Did your agent help you, help you? No, he just took his sign back. He came wow. over and took his sign back. Mm-hmm. He was good about that. 
Yeah. And the rest Very of the nice. work to yeah. me. And mm-hmm. that's what I say. We have to complete. We're a complete service. Even people call me up and say, "We, I'd rather get in." Two reasons. Mm-hmm. I want to get in before you start doing a whole lot of work. Right. I mean, I, and I bring this example: the lady who did fifty hours of listing, forty dollars worth of records. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I'd been there in the beginning, I would say, "No, don't do that work." Or if I come in, I say, "There's certain things that we tell you where you can spend your time, where you don't have to spend your time, even if you're not paying us." Because we, I mean, we come in and pack up your house. I don't do it for free, mm-hmm, but I mm-hmm. do it at a reasonable price. But the thing is, we tell you what you should be doing here. And I'd rather get in early. Even if it's a plan, you say, I don't want to work, move till January. Let's get in there and we can do some of the planning ahead of time. And right. we can get in a decluttered house. It just makes it look bigger. And people right. have, sometimes they have great big collections. And they don't realize they collected over 40 years. They don't know their collections were $30,000 today. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And they, we help them get that money. Right. But again, Rick, you've gone over time. You've yeah. talked too much. My apologies. Anyways, uh, have a great day. Have a great week. Uh, and you know what? I look forward to anybody's call. And, Paul, they can call you direct if need be. Uh, best time of the year to sell their house. For sure. It is. And we, yes, even though it's going to snow completely. Finding a house with a full, the snow on the ground like last week was a perfect time to take a picture of someone's garden. That's yeah. why I hope it's the best. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. My you pleasure. Sell a house. Okay, thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay, we're going to be right back with my story about Christmas decorations and one of my fun stories of how I was made very happy at Christmas a couple of years ago. So we'll be right back after these mess- <coughs> messages from friends of the show. The following is a paid program. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New Generation Kitchens and Bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. The countdown is on to the grand opening of one of the largest consignment stores in Canada. Almost 13,000 square feet of space to auction, consign, and sell. Paul Kenny now has the room to carry and display a wide variety of items that you won't find anywhere else. Selling your home? Is it filled with stuff? Stuff you don't want? Paul will take care of everything. Call him at 647-298-8989. And check out his brand new, one-of-a-kind specialty store at 5 St. Regis Crescent North, Unit 4 in North York. Consignment Heroes, a division of Toronto Gold, Silver, and Coins. Okay, live on the move. I mean, I'm back. I'm not saying where. It's only me here. 
on um, we're going to be on we're uh, live Melange. Now, if you want to call in, the numbers are 416-360-0740 or out of town, 866-740-4740. Now, this is a Christmas story. We're going to talk about Christmas decorations afterwards. But here's a story, and um, I like to tell because it, made, it was one, one of those things where things just happen right if you let them happen. This is about three, maybe four years ago, and I was at my place in Richmond Hill, and um, I was moving out of there. I mean, I was going home that night, and my friend Roy uh, from Storage Wars, I mean, we, we were adversaries on the show, but we we've, uh, we do stuff together now once in a while. So Roy calls me up. He's asked me about doing stuff for um, packaging, which we we ship all over the world, so we're probably experts on packaging. And um, he says, he asked me about comics. And I said, um, well, there are old ones, 10 cent and 12 cent, Batman or Spider-Man or Superman. Gonna be, he says, yeah, there's lots of those. So he said, where are you? He said, I'm at an auction. It was at an auction out in Scarborough. So I went out there, and the auction was going. And I got there about one minute before a bunch of these comics were coming up for sale. So Roy says to me, we're partners. I said, okay. He says, I know you know comics. And he says, we're partners. I said, okay, we're partners. So the first comic I buy, I buy for $1,700. And I pick it up. And um, the second comic I think I buy for around 3400 And that's even more money. And Roy is starting to go white. He says, uh-oh, done something wrong. This fall from the show is crazy. And he says, we're no longer partners, he says. He says, I can't afford you. And, um, and uh, but he, he says, I'm good for what we said we were doing. No, Roy would never back out of a deal. I'm not saying that about him. But he says, no, no, go forward on this. Whatever you buy from now on, you're on your own. Comic I buy for $700. And I proceed to buy another, I don't know, four or $5,000 stuff. Well, this happened to be, and it was almost like I put it out to the world. When I was leaving my store, I said, you know, I got. Him. I want to make some money. I got to make some money for Christmas. I want to make a lot. I didn't say that much, but I want to make some money. So this is how this lends in. So the comic that Roy, he was partners with me, the one I buy for $1,700, uh, we end up getting $32,000 for it. And the one I bought for 3400 was missing a page. And because I got there right as they were selling, I didn't have the chance to check them. Couldn't take them out. So I bought that one. We ended up getting our money back. I think we lost 100 bucks. But the next comic that I bought for 700 where Roy wasn't my partner anymore, uh, was the lowest lane one, and I got $33,400 for it. And Roy, I don't miss a chance to rub it in on Roy anytime I get and the rest of the auction, I bought another, for $5,000, I bought uh, probably about $50,000 worth of comics. Now, there's two morals of the story. One, I was I needed the money, and then the money came right out of the sky. If Roy doesn't call me, I don't go to the auction, I don't make the money. If Roy doesn't call me, he doesn't get the money either. And it was a case of it just, um, someone found a locker, and uh, they bought everything that was in a locker, been in a locker for probably 40 years. 
and they let go to an auction. Rather, if I'd gone to someone's house, say that I'd gone to their house, and they'd show me that same collection that went into the auction, I probably would have paid them sixty to seventy thousand dollars, and still been fair, made some money, and they would have made a lot more. Okay, they put into an auction where if there's no one bidding against me, I'm not going to pay more than $1,700. Or in the case of the $30,000 book, I don't have to pay more than $700 because no one's bidding against me. And this is where you got to know about some of the auctions and stuff. Now, I blame the person. Just, they bought the locker for, what, a couple hundred dollars? And they're happy. They got money out of it. They paid off the auctioneer. But it's funny how things fall out of the sky, on, let's say, in this one here. If we've gone to their house, if I'd gone to your house, say, Paul, i got a comic collection. I want to sell this. We come up with a price and, and how to sell it and we come up with the prices. And this is a case of where I work for you. If a door knocker had come to your house, he's looking to buy the collection for $300, $500, whatever it is. You know what I mean? This is different between our service that we give people and the other people that are out there. In an auction, I can't help it. They're not bidding against me. I can't pay any more. I'd be looking stupid. You know, one bid's $500, and no, I want to pay 5000 No, that's not how it works in auction. But I want to clarify that. But And Roy, like I said, I don't miss a chance to rub it in. That the, when he was not my partner, I ended up buying the book for $700. And it was only just the luck of how they, they were in order in the auction. But and it's also, like I say, the money came. I, I spent, I think, most of the money on this. But it was like, that's my Christmas story. It happened just before Christmas, three or four years ago. And it was one of those things that I like to share. That sometimes if you let the world help you, if you give to the world, the world gives back. And somebody's just got to let the world help you. And, and some people don't realize what they have. I have a client this week. Um, we did their silver, a bunch of silver. And we actually made a mistake. Instead of 900 it was 1900 something like this. And we called them up, and we delivered the money to them. We called they they'd long gone home. But we did the calculations because we checked everything else before we sent on the melt. And says, well, what do we pay for this? And my uh, Walter says, we paid this. I says, no, well, this is what we owe. As it turns out, in this particular, I'm talking about giving to the world. So the lady comes in the next day, and she's got, she brings in more silver, but she brings in one baseball card. And one of the nicest I've seen, in fact, I showed it to one of my staff, he thought it was a reprint. Now, it's part of that set we talked about with the 1952s where you have a Mickey Mantle in it. This card was not a $60, $70 card. But if she has the mail, which she just might be in the same safety deposit box, it could be worth 100000 200000 300000 depending on the condition that's in. But they definitely need our help. But it's a case of she came into exactly the right place because she sold her silver to me, and I happen to be just an expert on cards as well, and we can help with that. A card like that, actually, that's one we can talk about that we have to get graded, and we have to set up, and we, do, and we tell people what they should get graded, what they should get authenticated. Now, we're going to, right now, see, I'm running behind today. I'm talking too much. But I really like telling that story about the, the the comic books came out of the sky, as I call it. I want to talk to the cheese boutique because in the last break I went over to the kitchen because my wife's getting stuff ready for uh, my grandson's um, Halloween Christmas 
birthday party, whatever it is. I got dressed up. I know that. And I had a piece of cheese, which, of course, came from the cheese boutique. And it just melted my mouth. And then my wife said I couldn't have any more because I was wrecking the platter. Which happens, you know, you don't pick at the platter. I just want one little piece. But it was so nice. The cheese boutique is just down the best place you can see to buy your cheese. Okay? They have everything there. They have platters. They have gift baskets. And they have cheese. But they have 100 kinds of mustard. They have 100 kinds of uh, hot sauces. They have hot sauces you just can't get in the big box stores. I don't care. They have uh, balsamic vinegars. And I can't believe some of the prices, I'm, you know, but it's not the prices. I mean, they got balsamic vinegar. I think it's worth $2,000. That seems like a lot for vinegar for me. And they're probably, it's worth it because it's rare. And But they also have the less expensive ones. But the idea that someone has a $2,000 bottle of balsamic vinegar, that means they got a complete selection. If you can't find it there, it probably might not even exist. Now, that they're at, i got to say where they are before I forget here. They're 45 Ripley. Their phone number. Copy this down. This is one of those things you got to copy down. We're going to give the gold and silver prices later. 416-762-6292. Might have to be on hold for a minute because they are very busy. Like, I mean, this is one of those places like Yogi Bear says, no one goes there anymore. It's too crowded. <coughs> but they're 45 Ripley. If you want that special gift, I mean special, I mean like, Say you have a neighbor and they're um, Italian and you want to get something they wouldn't get themselves, okay? Or they can't, they don't drive or they can't get downtown or because they're at 45 Ripley. You can get them that special gift. Remind them of home. It's like, this is what Christmas is in a lot of cases. It's remind, I think it's reminding us of our childhood. The gifts we give, sometimes we'll give our kids the gifts that we wish we got ourselves. Now, I know Bogart wasn't really appreciative when I got him a Swinky, but that's just how it was. One of my favorite toys when I was a kid, and I couldn't get one. So uh, but we're recapturing our childhood at slightly inflated places. Not that the, that's with toys, but you go down to 45 Ripley. They have those special gifts that hopefully remind someone when they were younger or at more, or better times than we're having right now. And... You can order in. If it's over a certain fee, I think they'll pay free delivery anywhere in the city. I don't know if they're still running stuff out of town. I should find that out, I guess. But I know that for until Christmas, during the pandemic, or I mean, sorry, this flip in history, they have delivery. So it's not, there's no excuses. You want these cheeses? Or if you don't even know what to ask for, they have a knowledgeable staff. Just say, I want to get this and this and this. And they'll probably have some just suggestions for you. So it's 45 Ripley, 416-762-6292. Now, after we get back, there's another couple of our friends of the show. We're going to talk about Christmas ornaments and how I want to get people. Just a short history, but I'm hoping that I make you smile. We'll be right back. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction held every month is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? 
There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Place over a hundred vendors under one antique roof, all competing to give you the best deal. What do you think happens? The new Southworks Antiques in Cambridge, all 25,000 square feet, sat across the Grand River in Cambridge, selling antiques and nostalgia. The kind of neat stuff that has drawn Paul and Bogart here for more than 20 years. Passing through Cambridge? Stop by Southworks Antiques on Water Street and help yourself to free parking. You're going to be here a while. SouthworksAntiques.com. Let's make a deal. The countdown is on to the grand opening of one of the largest consignment stores in Canada. Almost 13,000 square feet of space to auction, consign, and sell. Paul Kenny now has the room to carry and display a wide variety of items that you won't find anywhere else. Selling your home? Is it filled with stuff? Stuff you don't want? Paul will take care of everything. Call him at 647-298-8989. And check out his brand new, one-of-a-kind specialty store at 5 St. Regis Crescent North, Unit 4 in North York. Consignment Heroes, a division of Toronto Gold, Silver, and Coins. Here I'm back, Paul Kenny, live from the laundry room. And you know, just see, we just had the, um, the little um, thing from Southworks Antique Mall. You know, it's free admission and free parking. And I'm at some of these other places, and then I think there's shows, and they charge you ten and fifteen dollars to get in, so that you can spend your money. I don't understand that. I really don't. I mean, it's um, the idea of going into some of these. And, like, in some of them, they're, uh, some of the other antique malls, I know it's Southworth. There's lots of selection. Uh, they clean it all the time. They have 100 family businesses vying for your money and trying to get you nice prize. And they're doing their job to recycling. So this is why I like Southworks Antique Mall, for sure. On um, and like I say, they don't charge admission; it's free. And because there's other shows, these antique shows that charge you to get in, like a ten dollars. If you're okay, if you're donating the money to charity, yeah, I can see that. You just want to put it in your pocket. I don't understand that part. And it also hurts the dealers who are doing these shows because that's money that can't. Once it goes to the promoter, who's not promoting sometimes. It's not money that's given to the dealers, and it makes it a little harder for them to make money. But we're going to talk about um, a number here. If you want to call by in, as you might have his Christmas story, 416-360-0740, or out of town, 1-866-740-4740. Now, we're going to talk about Christmas for a minute, and I know that you're going to, some people, you're going to call me just to correct me. But I didn't know the Christmas tree has been around for 500 years before Christmas was happening. Before the birth of Christ, there was Christmas trees. But they weren't calling them Christmas trees because they didn't know Christmas didn't exist yet. But the idea of having a tree there and decorating it. Then, but the big money, no, no Christmas trees are a lot of money right now. But I didn't know that the first trees were in, um, modern ones were in Germany in around 1539. They said they were... There's a little town, and then they start decorating them. And a little town in, um, I think it's uh, Langschau in Germany. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. But the whole town, or a lot of the town, their business was blowing 
glass blowing uh, little Christmas ornaments and putting them on the tree. So it was a family. It wasn't these great big factories like we have today. And the Christmas ornament, you know, you can have um, bears and animals and stars and moon and things like that. They're all the glass blown uh, Christmas ornaments. Then I find out that it wasn't, this happened, it was happening in Germany, around 1850, 1860. Now, these Christmas ornaments, and people will pay huge money for original ones now, but they're still made with the same molds. But in eight, it was about 1890, um, the buyers from F.W. Woolworth, you know, five and ten cents, I, I mean, the new listeners won't even know who F.W. Woolworth was, a Woolworths and Son, and, and the five and Woolworths Five and Dime. But if you grew up in any small town in Ontario, downtown, you didn't have an Eaton's or a Simpson's, but you had a Woolworths that was downtown. And their buyers went over there because they were looking for choice toys in Germany. Germany's always been known for making good toys. So they went over and they saw these ornaments, and they brought them back to North America. And because also there was a number of Germans, German people, who immigrated, even before the wars, immigrated over to North America. And they brought some of the traditions with them. One of them was the tree, the Christmas tree. And F.W. Woolworth went over there to get these ornaments, and they brought them back to the United States. And it's actually credited with saving, because they sold so many of these Christmas ornaments, they were made in Germany, saving the, the Woolworths Company. I mean, they couldn't save it completely. I think they're gone now. I should check on that. But I remember, if you were in a small town, I know this is going to make people smile, and I remember going into, even in London, Ontario, and uh, the idea of going up and sitting on the stools there at the, the soda fountain or the, the diner part, they had little tent tables, but the big thing was sitting on the stools and getting a pop or a Sunday, or something like that. I know a lot of us, that was part of your Saturday. You went downtown to the Woolworths, and you got your parents, and I think they call it Woolworths Five and Dime. Five, seven, you know, so it's just, it makes me remember, because I remember when I was a kid in London, Ontario, the Woolworths downtown, and, uh, and but they also had Eaton's and Samson's and all there, so London's a big town. But this year, the Christmas ornaments, now those older ornaments, if you have them, because they're made out of glass, are going for large amounts of money. And if you're going to use them, and you're unpacking them probably in the next couple of weeks, you might you might be like, my wife has a tree up already. Well, you might be one of these people who puts up the tree one week before Christmas. But you unpack the ornaments that you closed, that you packed up last year. And the business keeps on going because trees are getting bigger. You need more ornaments. And the old ornaments you have sometimes break. And that's why people are buying. But I like, I mean, if I see a, I can see the Christmas lights on it, and, you know, the angel hair. And I remember us using stringing the popcorn together and, and uh, you know, we didn't have money for the ornaments because they were still, you know, the five and dime. But back then that was real money. You know, a movie cost five cents or ten cents. And just thinking about this and the Christmas ornaments, you don't have to spend the 300 or $400 that some of them are going for. But, if your kids don't like it, and they just want all the modern stuff. You know, they want a tree decorated with Pokemon or something like that. Your older ornaments are going to be worth money. And remember the old uh, goose um, goose feathered trees? I think people remember those as well. 
that they'll go for two, three hundred dollars. And um, green, and they're always small. But this is where Christmas is. And I notice a lot of times, there'll be some things that people aren't with us now, but there's going to be, you can smile and remember the memories. And this is why we're in that business. We sell people items that they can recapture their childhoods. And I keep on saying that, but I, I really believe in it, that um, Christmas is that time where good things happen. I'm just actually looking at the picture right now of Queen Victoria, because she, she married a, a German um, um, aristocrat, and um, uh, Albert, and they celebrated in 1860 or 1850s with a German tree, and once a politician or a royalty does something, then it spreads to the, um, uh, the general population. Say, if it's good enough for Queen Victoria, it's good enough for me. But as I know people have questions on the ornaments. You can bring them in to us. We have some of the glass ones. Some of them, if they've been reproduced, then it's going to be a little bit, um, the prices won't be as high. But something that wasn't reproduced, where they lost the mold, or the company is only in business. Or in the case of the ones made out of Laschau in uh, Germany, it was a family business in some cases, where they made each all the, the ornaments. And if the family stopped making it, then, then they're going to be rare. It's all supply and demand. But on this here, we're going to have to go gold and silver prices. I'm going to be giving those in a minute. And if anyone has any questions, uh, we're at 416. 360-0740 or 866-740-4740. And I want to talk about also we've moved. Now our place is at 5 St. Regis Crescent North, Unit 4, between Finch and Keel, off of Keel. Uh, we have a large amount of space there. We're going to be dealing with consignment items, items we bought, and we'll be having, we have an auction we we'll have weekly auctions, but they're mainly online. Like today, we have a coin auction ending tonight on high bid. You go to high bid, and you want to buy coins, um, you can do it right. You can do it today, and you can pick them up, save the shipping charge. You can actually come to our store and pick them up, or we'll ship them to you. And the reason I'm saying this is some of this stuff, you have to be careful. I was at looking for a coin show this week on um, TV. And it just made me just cry. So they have one, and they're telling people to buy these, one ounce of silver, which is worth approximately twenty nine oh five, one ounce. And they're selling it for 159 like it's a great investment. 159 for $29 worth of silver. And they give you easy payments. So it's like going to the store and paying $216 for a pound of tomatoes. You, would, you wouldn't do it. You go to the store and say 216 for a pound of tomatoes. Sounds a little high. Maybe I'll go somewhere else and see if I can get tomatoes a little cheaper. These coins, if you're buying silver, buy the silver. Don't buy the coins. Um, you can buy them three months from now, and all everyone gets them at Christmas, sells them, and they'll be down to 60 or $50 or something like that, or $40. Or if you come in, it's like, they don't, this is crazy money. They have they had one the other day, it was 10 ounces of silver, and it was like $2,000. And I'm sitting there and saying, if you want to become part of the dumb grandparents' hall of fame, go and buy this stuff. 
And it's it's and it's not teaching your kids how to collect. It's teaching them what not to buy. And it's one. It's no wonder that some people don't because they're going to get discouraged. They say, if you bought something and went up in price, you feel good about your investment. If you buy something like this and you go to try and sell it, now here's the big test: you buy this for four hundred dollars, one of these coins, and you go into that store that sold it to you. Say, what do you buy this back for? And they tell you one hundred dollars. Then that's not a good investment. They tell you thirty nine dollars or twenty nine dollars. That's even a lot worse. Is yes, they will be a hundred percent silver. Okay, grant you that. But it's still only twenty nine dollars of the silver that you're buying for hundred and fifty nine dollars. I had notes on, it, but because it just, I was looking. Each one was like double, triple, ten times, twenty times of what the actual metals were behind. And they're saying, well, this is rare. They're only making three thousand of them. Well, three thousand is a lot. If there's only a thousand people around the country, and they're saying, "Oh, it's going, it's going." We're only allowed to. We're only allowed two hundred of these, and it's. Uh, oh, we're down to one hundred twenty people, or ninety, and people are buying these, and four easy payments or ten easy payments. Like this is how the home shopping network works, and I can say this because I used to sell to them years ago. The first forty percent, something's bought for a hundred dollars. The first $40 goes to the home shopping network. They took it. Now, the remaining money, you would want to make 20%. So then you're down to the items only worth 40%. And then the company that sold you has got to make money. So I understand why they're selling for these high prices, but they're not. I don't understand why people buy them. I understand that they're selling these high prices because some people are buying them, but they are not going to end up, this is a story that will not end up well. The $241 pound of tomatoes. you got to look for it somewhere else, if, especially if you're going to invest in it or you're going to teach them about collecting. Teach them about to, you can go to our auction and see the prices. Stuff that was $70 is being auctioned off for $20 or $15. But the mint price was 70 or 90 or some, I don't know what the price is. This is stuff that people bring us in. And we're trying to sell, get as much as we can for them. We're putting into auction because we put on Fleabay, we'd only get $10 for it. Or it might only have $20, $10 of the silver in it. We're trying to get them $20 and $30. If you're buying something like that, $20 doesn't, is not going to change your life. But if you buy, like there's one, one of our clients spent $339,000 on product. We outbid our neighbor. Uh, right across the wall, on the wall from us, by fifteen thousand dollars, and I think all he got was one. We paid like one forty-three, one forty-nine, something like that, out of three hundred and forty-three thousand. It was not a good investment. His kids were not impressed. He spent this, and he bought it thinking it was an investment. He bought five of everything, so that did not turn out well. And at Christmas time. The thoughts mean something. Like I say, people are important. Stuff is not. But overpriced stuff has got to be worth less than over, than uh, regular stuff. That's just what I'm talking about here. I'd like people to beware. And just because a big company does it, and I see them in the Royal Canadian, uh, the Royal, no, sorry, in the CIBC, I see this overpriced stuff, and I said, just buy the silver. Just buy the gold. If that's what you want to teach your kids about collecting, collect the gold, silver, or collect just regular coins. You can buy the silver and offs for 10% over. 
Why would you want to buy, spend something for them? Like I said, I literally saw one that was $29, and they won 159 for it. And there was other ones I lost track of. It was like three ounces of silver for, I don't know, it was $400, which is 90 for four. You know, and I'm saying they'll never, this is never going to, there's no reason for this to go up. No, someone could come along. We paid 159 Let me pay 300 for this for $30 worth of silver. The only way it goes up if silver goes to $500 an ounce. That's just my little rant for the day. But what leads me into the um, silver and gold prices. Gold prices today, $22.92. Get a piece of paper, get a pen, because I know in the next week or two, you want to go and scrap some gold, you're going to want to know these prices. And you're going to want to have a guy who doesn't weigh it in his hand. Calculators, uh, these scales are not that expensive that people can't afford them. Um, 10 carat gold, 10 carat, which is 417 parts out of 1,000, a little less than half, is 25.79 per gram. That's what we're paying you. you no matter what the other shops say that he can't pay that, that's what I'm paying. Unless price of gold drops precipitously. 14 karat gold. This will say 14 karat on it, or it might say 583. So there's 583 parts per thousand. And as we look inside, you'll see that. It'll be right inside the band of a ring or something like that. And the mark will be somewhere. They marked it all. People tell you they didn't mark gold. They're crazy. It's 3610 per gram. I want you to think how big a gram is. Gram is about one quarter the size of a dime. Okay? 46, 18 karat gold is 46.62, no, 46.42 per gram. So if you have 10 grams, 10 grams, which is a quarter, about the size of a penny, we're going to pay you $462 for it. $464. Okay? This is a important that you know this and the sizes i'm trying to it's hard to do a radio show because i can't get i can't get to show you but if i showed you and you'll say oh that guy who gave me six hundred dollars for two thousand dollars worth of gold that wasn't such a good deal for me we weigh it out and we'll tell you what you have silver right now per dollar we're paying 15.33 silver went down 29.05 15.33 per dollar so you've got 10 dimes 10 dimes which is a dollar, I'm giving you $15.33 for it. If you've got two, four quarters, I'm going to give you $15.33. I know you're getting the drift here. Two half dollars, $15.33. If you've got one dollar, one of the old silver dollars, $15.33 per dollar. Now, if you've got ones of Numismag, like a 48, or you have a 1921, or some of these other years, we will pay the extra money for the ones that are numismatically better. Silver is 70 cents a gram. So this is 925. You got a sterling uh, tea set and it weighs 1,000 grams. I'm paying you $700. I'm not going to weigh it in my hands and tell you. We'll actually give you the actual weight. The only thing we take off sometimes is um, ebony handles. Or if you have a cutlery set in sterling. Now I've had people, they boast to me, and I've cut one guy off because he said, oh, I bought this for $500 from some lady, old lady, and I gave him $5,500. That was the last thing I decided to do with this guy. He says, I don't want to deal with you. I don't want to help you rip off people. 
So seven, that is uh, 70 cents a gram. Now, we also buy silver plate. You can bring it in. We don't buy it for a lot. We don't care what it looks like. Don't clean it. Don't fix it. Don't do anything. We just buy it because we're going to crush it. Okay? So that would be what we want to buy. Now, I need workers. I do need workers. If you need, if you want a job, you want to earn some extra money going into Christmas. It's easy work. It's easy. We can train you. We can, we can work at home. You can, as long as your clothes, we can deliver it to you. You can pick it up. You can, uh, we just want to help people with that, okay? We need staff in the store as well. We will fully train you and pay you a lot. You work in a Tim Hortons right now, you're smart. I want you and I'm going to pay you more. I'll probably pay you $100 more a week than you will at Tim Hortons, I'll tell you that. I want you to buy local, buy from your neighbor, especially now this time of year. People are important, stuff is not. Take care of your frontline workers, make sure you have the vaccine. And be safe, and thank you for letting us in your home. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.